The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to The B-Side for episode 1642 of our national conversation about conversations about race. Fight for your voting rights. I'm Anna Holmes here with the OG About Race crew. Joining us here in Panoply Studios in New York is Raquel Zapeta. What up? What's up? And also with us is Tanner Colby. Hi, Tanner. Hello, Anna. Okay, so last week we got a little history on voting rights and what kinds of efforts are underway to order in order to prevent citizens from around the country from voting. But of course, you're part of our national conversation too, listeners. So here's our producer, AC Valdez, with some of what you all had to say about that and more. Hey, everybody. So uh, there was a lot of righteous Twitter outrage about last week's episode, which uh, was it to was? be expected. Yeah. Voters from uh, we got one particular tweet from a voter in Tennessee who was complaining about the problems they've had voting. Oh, outrage about their oh, problems, yeah. not AC, about what we geez. said. You just oh, no, scared the shit out of us. No, I was like, no, no, no. no. Okay. Didn't mean to, didn't mean to wow. do that. Well, Fiona McCool on Twitter replied to, and I want to give a shout out here to uh, at Podcast in Color run by Mystery Barry, who tweets us frequently. Oh, yeah. Shout I didn't out to know them. her, or him. her actually, but I won't betray uh, Mystery Barry's actual identity. Okay, because she's always she's always tweeting too, us, so. and she, she's up. an excellent <laughs> uh, handle to follow. If you want to find more podcasts by people of color, follow at Podcast in Color. It's a great, great place to go. Um, but she got a reply when she tweeted our last episode out about how impossible Texas makes it to register voters. And I think a lot of people hadn't been aware of that. Uh, the other thing that I kind of wanted to just bring up on my own here is that I've been seeing a lot of reporting lately about just how many Latinos in particular have been voting in advance, like doing early voting in Texas and Florida. Mm -hmm. And that made me feel really a lot better after hearing a lot of the dismal stuff Ari had to say last week. I don't know if you all have been reading the same stuff. No. No? So you can elaborate? No. Elaborate. No, it's been all over the place. Apparently, there are like 99% more Latinos are voting early in Florida. And I think it was something close to that in Texas as well, which mm -hmm. is uh, okay. shocking and heartening. But getting to the audience feedback, Suzanne had this to say about a comment Ari made on the last B-side. Just wanted to drop a quick line that the alt-right isn't a Trump phenomenon. Trump is an alt-right phenomenon. The name is new, but the movement, militias and conspiracy theorists, started picking up steam during the Clinton administration in the 90s with Ruby Ridge and Waco standoffs, mostly through talk radio, but it's really blown up with the internet. And I'm wondering if any of you disagree with that. No. Nope. Nope. No. And actually, if you want to get more information about um, alt-right and its beginnings, you should definitely go to the SPLC Center, Southern Poverty Law Center. Mm -hmm. They do, to me, the best work around identifying and tracking uh, these different movements of hate mm -hmm. around in America. All right, moving on to kind of a general comment from Jennifer. And the subject for her email was debating funny. Dear show about race, you are one of my very favorite and most significant podcasts. I'm writing to you because one of my local media outlets used the headline Mall Lives Matter in regards to a Freon leak at Walmart. And I immediately wanted to join the chorus of folks calling it out as everything from insensitive to subversively racist. But I know the guys involved and they love to engage in mockery far more than they care about issues other people might consider important. So engaging feels hopeless, which leads me to my question. How does a person call out or otherwise engage with people who use being funny as an excuse to be stupid? And how does a person respond constructively to being dismissed as humorless? 
Are these dumb questions? I feel awkward, but your show makes me think that's okay. So I'm hitting send. Thank you, Jennifer. That's a really nicely written. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting send. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I don't think it's funny at all. And I think for in order well, for you to really be successfully funny, you have to kind of be smart and kind of like what's, you know, in the know with what's going on. She wants to know how you talk to somebody. She she used two phrases. She's the word engage, how you engage with or how you call out. And first of all, it seems to me that you have to decide, well, which of one of those two things do you want to do? Because they're not the same. My right. calling out is, is a pretty... It's like I you're putting someone on blast, negative. Right? I think I think it's really nice. I had a friend, a very dear friend, who kind of stays in her own shell and mm-hmm. she doesn't really read stuff and doesn't understand the Black Lives Matters and really. And she was like, well, I don't know why people were going, you know, like pissed off at, at Floyd Mayweather for saying all lives matter. And she like agreed. And I was and then when I explained it to her, I was like, you know, let me just try to explain what's what's happening mm-hmm. and why. And then, you know, you, you make up your own mind. After she understood, I was embarking at her. I was just trying to engage her. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I kind of well, feel she fu- heard. She probably heard you more because you tried to engage her. You didn't call her out. Yeah, right? I don't think call. I think when you call people out, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's ever the right way to go. Well, it, it's like it, uh, when you call out somebody and I'm, and I'm not innocent of having done this. I think what you're doing is you're engaging in more of a performance than an attempt to try and understand someone or have someone understand you. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so if we, when you want somebody to understand you, you engage them. If you don't give a shit, then just yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems yeah. like she cares. She wants to yeah, engage. She wants to... I agree. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I don't know, Tanner. I thought you were going to say more. You look like you're about to launch into a yeah. a soliloquy. Okay. Who do we have next? From Mary, we got this email titled "Death Rattle?" Question mark. I'm a 73 year old white woman who's a devoted listener and feels fortunate to be able to hear your conversations. <laughs> yes. I remember the great that Trump wants to restore. I remember the signs over drinking fountains, the murder of Emmett Till, the Birmingham bombing, the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Gay citizens were invisible. Working women were nurses, teachers, housekeepers, but never the boss. We've made progress and still face inequity, and the society is infused with white privilege. I have noticed all the chest beating in the Trump campaign. I think what we're hearing is the death rattle of the white male. Please comment. Mary. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean I wish but like I, I I felt that way sometimes seven years ago after Obama was elected that maybe we were hearing the death rattle and the rattle has only gotten larger and louder well it's getting larger and louder it's not the death rattle of the white male because there's still plenty of white men who have a lot of money and power who aren't threatened at all by Hillary Clinton's presidency because they're still they don't hate women they're <laughs> still on Wall Street they're yeah. giving money to her campaign and they're just fine what you hear is a certain segment of white men who feel culturally disenfranchised and left behind and are very, very angry because they don't have any emotional tools to process that and deal with it. So are you hearing, what are you hearing? It's not the death rattle. It's the anger. I think you're hearing like a temper tantrum. Yeah, yes. A temper tantrum. That's or a, a trumper tantrum. I mean, Tanner, you're also reading <laughs> right. that, uh, that book, The Early Hoax Child yeah. Book. What do you, what's your take on... Right. Can you remind me the title of that book, by the way? Strangers in Their Own Land. We have the, the entire foundational premise of life in America for white people, specifically white men, especially white men in the South, was they were bought off by a racial bribe and made to believe that they were a part of the majority in this country, part of like the establishment majority by the virtue of the color of their skin. They never really were because that's white people with money. And so among those working class, lower income white trash, as we would call them impolitely, uh, you know, what they had was their social status of being better than black people. As my grandfather would say, if you're not better than the black person, what good are you? Only he wouldn't say black person, you know? And eh, 
That's how my grandfather so died. I, 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 just, I just gave Tanner a, like a look like, really? Yeah, that, yeah, that's my grandfather's generation. <clears throat> and so what happened in 2008 was we said that a black man who went to Harvard is higher status than a white war veteran and a working class white mom from real America. And that's... What, because, because Barack Obama was elected? Because president? he beat them. Yeah, because we... Who's we? we? America. No, I, I don't think anyone said that, that a black man who went to Harvard is higher status. I mean, I, 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 that's I think... That's what we said. No, I think that's how it was interpreted. Yes. I don't think that that's what we said. Even if I believe On a crazy aside... I no, 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 I, 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 be, I believe... No, it is both what is said and what was heard and what was interpreted. Because the white establishment, if you take it Wall Street... Hillary Clinton, the Democratic Party, that, you know, that coastal urban part of the establishment, they're going to throw themselves in. They've now thrown themselves in with minority voters. And Jamel Bowie wrote about it in his book, and we're going to talk about it more next week, I think. They, they've basically told these white middle America working class men, that we don't need you anymore. Okay, let's have this discussion next week. It's like, I disagree with you on a number of points on this. Okay. And I only have three And minutes. also shout out to Mary, is that her name? For yeah. being so progressive. Yeah. I mean, come on. Absolutely. You're going to heal the race relations in America with us. I heard you say you're going to heal. and I, I was worried so that you we, were saying something else. We are going to. You are going to heal. Yes. Did I say that? Was that? No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> oh. I forget it. Yeah, I'm sorry. AC, cut that part out. Okay. Quick, <laughs> quick announcement before we go. We have a phone number. So give us a call. Leave a message about the things we're talking about or anything else on your mind. Are you ready for the number? It is 612 888-R-A-C-E. I feel, I feel like I'm selling a mattress. That's like, again, it's 612-888-R-A-C-E. Of course, if you feel like checking in with us some other way, you can still email or send a voice memo to showaboutrace at gmail.com. Hang in there, guys. The main episode is dropping soon. 